Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, the Microphone Messiah, and I am joined by the brand new Bulletcast podcast champion 18 times over, and also Mr. Bulletcast in the bank, the Canadian Destroyer, Brandon Tan Guma. How you doing, man? Philip, doing fantastic. Back. The championship is back where it rightfully deserves on my shoulder, on my back waist. back where rightfully deserved, it'd be with me. Well, that, that just ain't the case, because it's with me. 18 time born on july 18th it's only apropos so it's not july 18th it's it's august well, my, that's my birthday my birthday is july 18th august 27th whatever close and it's it's very close to july 18th it feel like just yesterday was july 18th and then now it's august 27th i gonna be 30 years old soon uh, yeah okay. i'm still 27 sitting on 27 cents baby yeah what's up man we're here to talk about All In because AEW apparently went All In because they were in London. Um, Wembley Stadium. I'm going to say this here. show was good. There were good moments. There were things that I really didn't care about, and be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, Philip, I know you're kind of more critical of AEW it's compared not, to it's, me, but, I mean, but not. I will I mean, it's Wembley stadium, 80,000, literally the biggest show of all time in terms uh, of paid attendance. And I know that's yeah. going to draw some criticism, but did WrestleMania just do 90,000 tickets. Is well, it, that's over. That's over two days. You know, some it's a, it's all about semantics, but I do agree. The show was good. Nothing like blew me out of the water. And if you would have told me like, you know, three, four months ago, whenever they first advertised this show, in totality, what was going to happen and how, you know, if you would have told me this is the great for all out, I'm going to get or all in. I was like, like, OK, but I think they could have done better. It was a good show. Don't get me wrong. But I think there were some high points and some low points, which we will get through. There are obvious things that uh, that could have been better. Uh, there, there were like. Yeah, it just felt like it, some some stuff was just thrown together and it just happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's go. I think I have, do I have the card? I do have the card here. I'll, I'll do the, I'll be the card guy today. I'll give you a break. Uh, you know, as the champion, I'll take a, you know, take a back seat. You, you can do my job for once. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, seven forty five MJF and Adam Cole, baby defeat Ozzy open to become the ring of honor tag team champions. Um, you know, this was kind of the, the, the big thing going in. Uh, to, to the main event. Will they win? Will they be on the same page? Will they? Won't they? They did. Tag team champions now. Congratulations. How do you feel? I mean, the match was just kind of there, to be honest. I mean, we speculated before the show, or, you know, in the predictions of is going to be a turn? Is there going to be an angle? What's going to happen? Is it going to set up into the main event? And none of that stuff really happened. It was just a straightforward match and, you know, double clothesline, kangaroo kick. Clean win by Adam Cole and MJF. They get the win, and that was that was it. I mean, it was like an okay match. I mean, crowd was hot, obviously for for the uh, baby faces for the challengers. So, just kind of a weird match, I would say. And I, and I think I'm going to say that for some other matches on this card as well. It was just kind of there, and I don't know exactly what to make of it. Which you know. We we make predictions, and sometimes those predictions don't pan out. You know, as a champion, I got the most predictions right out of everyone on this podcast, but I digress. But yeah, the match was like fine. And also, you skipped over the first hour of the pre-show when we finally got the great old Jeff Jarrett confrontation we've been waiting for, even though we did not get any Madonna. I guess 
Tony Khan, that's out of his price range. Yeah, he spends money on mini men for the ass boys, but doesn't get living on prayer. It's just, just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. The damn shame. Yeah, that happened. Uh, Hook defeated Jack Perry via submission. FTW rules. Uh, two-time FTW champion. Eight twenty. Match was fun. Really I, mean, I, I, I enjoyed the. Well, I, I mean, I enjoyed the match. I will probably say I like this match more than the the actual le- legitimate first match of the pre-show. But I mean, no one's going to talk about that now because of once again, death taxes and CM Punk drama because they pull out. Jack Perry comes in on a on a limo. Jr. weirdly points out it's not a huge limo, but it's still a limo kind of, I guess. And they fight on the outside on the stage. Jack Perry looks into the camera, says that this is real glass. Go cry me a river. They go finish the match. Hook wins. Good for him. And allegedly, there was a physical confrontation between CM Punk and Jack Perry right before CM Punk goes out for his match and the pay-per-view starts. What the hell? This There are too many confrontations happening with CM Punk. We, like... Like, like they're working us. Like, like, come on, come on. If he's that hard to be around, then fire him. Like, well, like I, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand. I mean, all the, it, a lot of these things are like he said, she said. Well, I guess it's, like to see him. But, it's all, the but work. I mean, this one really is because there's like at the moment right now we're recording this. I don't know. Eight hours after it kind of happened, it got reported nine hours. And there's like multiple different, not sources, but just multiple different stories on exactly what's going on. So it's like, did was it like CM Punk's fault? Was it Jack Perry's fault? Some people say CM Punk threw the first punch or the first agitation. Well, Perry chest bumped him. It's just a whole thing. And it's like. CM Punk is the common occurrence here, but then also sometimes CM Punk isn't like the catalyst for this. So it's like, do you just get CM Punk out of there to to get it to stop it? But I don't know, because I was so I was we watched this like both of us did. I was able to stay off my phone for the majority of it to not see any spoilers. And then, of course, I opened my phone. First thing I see on Twitter is the Sean Ross Sapp report that there was this altercation. I was like, guys, can we just have like one time where nothing happens. Can Stop we just believing the this? dirt sheets. Stop believing the dirt sheets. It's all a work. End of end of discussion. End of discussion. Till I see footage, I'm not believing any of this. Anyways, we were supposed to talk about the hook and Jack Perry match, which I said, very good match. I mean, it was relatively short, but hardcore, which I guess, you know, looking back, there's a lot of those type of matches, so maybe I kind of downgraded a little bit because it was on the pre-show, but I thought it was a good time, and the crowd was hot throughout this. I mean, the, I'm just gonna get out the way. The crowd throughout the entire show was hot, sounded great. Maybe not as chanty, or maybe that's just the mic work that we couldn't pick up on what they were saying. But Wembley, London, UK fans, the traveling fans, they all delivered for this show. I feel like the Money in the Bank crowd was better, but that's just me. That's just me. Which which uh, crowd? The uh, Money in the Bank crowd. Oh, Money in the Bank crowd, yeah. I mean, that's a different type of atmosphere. You know, it's enclosed in an arena. You know, Clash of the Castle, I think, would be a more one-to-one comparison just because it's an outdoor stadium type show. I think the Money in the Bank crowd was better. That's 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 just my thing. Uh, the first match of the 
uh, main card proper. CM Punk defeats Samojo to retain the real world title. 14 minutes on the dot. A lot can be done in 14 minutes. They didn't need to go 20 or 25. Simple. Uh, the spot where Joe swung him underneath the uh, the announce table and cracked the little, little barrier. I thought that was cool. Um, decent amount of blood here. They worked well together. The Pepsi plunge finish, you know, channeling back to the Ring of Honor days. Great stuff. Really good match. Once again, I was presently surprised now. It still doesn't come close to what they did back in ROH, but both guys are nearly 20 years older, so you shouldn't expect that. But, uh, cr- you know, coming in this match, it was kind of what is the crowd going to be for CM Punk? And I kind of equate this to like what you would talk about with Roman Reigns, where it was like, you know, they cheer him, but then boo him. It was almost kind of like the op or yeah, like his his entrance came out. CM Punk's entrance seemed like he got a pretty good pop, but then like kind of throughout the match. There was a lot of booze. And I also say booze are louder than cheers, kind of in a vacuum. If it's 50-50, booze will pierce through the cheers. So I don't know what to make of that, but I thought it was a good match. Pepsi Plunge was a tad ambitious. It didn't look pretty, but it did get the job done. It looked nasty. That's why That's why I got the job done. It hurt more. Exactly. I mean, look, he got booed. You know, he put his hand by his ear and did a leg drop. Yeah, I mean, we booed the guy that originally did that. Of course, we're going to boo Punk when he does that. Brother. Yeah. Uh, Kanoshige Takeshna and Bullet Club Gold go on to defeat the Golden Elite 2030. Um, yeah. I just wasn't here for it. Like, it just, it just felt thrown together. I wasn't here for it. We should have got Kenny Omega versus CM Punk at this, but no, we didn't. I know a lot of the the UK fans were kind of like angry that they didn't get a one-on-one Kenny Omega match because that's kind of the one place he hasn't done that because a lot of the times he's gone over to London or you know to England in the UK, it's been in a tag team scenario, so he gets another tag team match in the UK and I can see where they're coming from. I mean, we did get kind of an extended singles or, you know, one-on-one um, match or, you know, sequence from Kenny Omega and Takeshita, which was was good. And I agree. Like, it was there was good action, good athleticism. I thought Kota Bushi, like, you know, no fat shame here because I'm not one to talk. But, you know, he came out to blood and guts and he just didn't look like Kota Bushi, you know, a little bigger, maybe a little bloated, something like that. But he came out for this one. I thought he looked much better. looked similar to the Kota Ibushi from his prime years in New Japan, so I thought that was a good sign. And he wasn't asked to do much, but I thought he was pretty good. He did slip on that kind of double uh, moonsault with Kenny Omega, but overall, I mean, this was kind of just Kenny Omega's match, I thought. He was the focal point, obviously, with Don Callis. Adam Page kind of did his thing. Kota Ibushi, you know, did his thing as well, but the match was definitely centered around Kenny Omega, as is the finish with Takeshita rolling him up. And I would presume we get that one on one match next week in All Out. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, moving on from that, FTR to, oh, Jesus, excuse me. FTR defeat the Young Bucks to retain the AEW World Tag Team titles 21 45. Multiple falsies of finisher fest, if you will, but. You know, FTR, when they were the revival and the great video package, by the way, look, I will say that and didn't do the video package before the match. But, you know, they were the revival. They are they were kind of the kings of the uh, of the fall season, the false finishes with their matches with DIY and et cetera. So continuing that here, they win the trilogy. 
I thought this was for me personally, by far and away, the best match for on the show. It was just kind of straightforward, no nonsense. They had a, a tag team match and they delivered. I mean, I thought there was a lot of good storytelling, some callbacks. Excalibur and the bunch, you know, did a good job at pointing out those callbacks. And then uh, FTR gets the win, as I predicted, once again. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a just a really solid match. I will say this also kind of stuck out throughout the entirety of the show. And I thought it was prevalent in this one. The commentators need to stop doing the, oh my God, this one's over. And then they end up kicking out. It's so WWE. And I think they've WWE's been better at that. But for whatever reason, I felt they, they leaned on that so much throughout the show of the one. Oh my God, it's over. There's no way he's kicking out of that. And then he kicks out of it. Like, you know, Philip, as a commentator, I know you might have your own ways of calling matches, but that's just as a personal, as a fan, I just feel like that's one thing that takes me out of the moment when they are so over the top. It's like, okay, they're going to kick out. And there was like, was it the, not the shatter machine, but the Dax Harwood kicked out of the gold, the BT trick. And I was like, he could lose this. And then Excalibur said, there's no way he's kicking out of a new champions. And that just completely took him out of the moment. Yeah. I, I, I normally do. Is it over? Like I question, is it over? I don't just say it's done. You know, that's that's just my thing. But uh, maybe, maybe I should have been calling it Wimbledon, huh? Mm. Maybe. Oh, my God, is it over? One, two. Now he kicked out. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be my thing. Uh, but no, I mean, very good tag team uh, match. Great uh, great stuff by these guys. We, we thought, uh, or people did think the Young Bucks would win given what happened with uh, Cash Wheeler. But nonetheless... They got the uh, they got the big dub scheme. All right, Stadium Stampede, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, best friends, and Penta El Zero Miedo going up with Alex Abrahantes. Going to be as a Blackpool Combat Club 20-21-30. Um skewers, forks, um, just anar- anarchy in the arena, basically. <laughs> but it was a stadium and there was a stampede of wrestlers. That's why it's a stampede, stadium stampede. All right, with all right with the dad jokes. Um, well, it's not know, a dad joke. It's just explaining. That's 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 what dad jokes are. They, okay. they, they, yeah. Sorry. You you actually have a father. You should know this. Sorry yeah. about that. Um. Yeah. Look. It, we we got with these people involved. You know, there's going to be blood. Uh, the skewers like is a is theoretically a new spot that they've done. Um. I saw a picture of Eddie Kingston bloodied up after it looks cold as hell. I'm going to need that. need that frame somewhere. That, that's dope. But, uh, you know, congrats to these guys. I thought BCC would win. It just made sense as an actual cohesive unit for them to win. But no. That made too much sense. Yeah. it's Just throwing a whole bunch of people together and having them win a match. What is a Survivor Series 1991? Oh, my God. What a callback. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, Wembley Stadium Survivor Series or SummerSlam '92 call or mentions, you know, with Brett and Bulldog and all that other stuff. I don't know if you knew this, but Nigel McGuinness was there, and that's the day he said he was going to become a professional wrestler. Sam Roberts was there, and that's the day he really fell in love with wrestling. I right hear. How did he? Why was he in London? He just went there, or no? Uh, he was living. He was like a kid. He was military family. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, okay. Just nice, living nice, in London. Nice. First wrestling show he ever went to. SummerSlam 92. What are the odds, right? Must be nice. Must be nice, right? When time machines are invented, boy, I'm gone. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Congratulations to Soraya, former Paige. She wins the AEW Women's Championship 850. It felt a lot longer than that. 
Uh, Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, and Dr. Burt Baker, DMD, were all in the match as well. Soraya walks out to uh, We Will Rock You. Oh, did we? Are we, are we not going to mention during the Young Bucks entrance what JR said? He said a lot of things. What did he say? He, he said, you know, the, 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 he's like, Freddie Mercury's not here, is he? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, buddy. I mean, I would, that's not JR being tone deaf or something. He's obviously like making some sort of joke, but I just, it did not land at all. It did, it did, it did not land at all. Uh, but yeah, it comes out to We Will Rock You. Love it. Uh, she was accompanied by her family. Congrats to Soraya. Big moment for her. She deserves it coming back uh, from the injury and all. I, I kind of made the joke of like, oh, she's getting the the queen entrance. She brings her family out. She gets the first entrance. There's no way she ends up winning, right? And then I eat my words. Eight minutes, fifty seconds later, she ends up getting the championship. And I'm trying to think. Who, here we are. Is she the? Is she the first woman to win the divas and AEW women's titles? Um, I would believe so because pretty much all the champions for AEW have been. Just quote unquote AEW wrestlers. The only woman in history to hold the NXT women's, the WWE Divas, and AEW women's championships. Congratulations. That's that's a nice feat. Um you, you love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah, I mean, match was it wasn't like a catastrophe, but it was just kind of there. Crowd wasn't really didn't care too much. It was very sticky with a lot of the emphasis on the outcast and Tony Storm and Soraya. And the family got involved. Uh, Tony Storm hit Soraya's mom, and then you know the Soraya's mom goes all crazy and has to hold her back. And yeah, I mean, I guess the the outcasts are breaking up, or maybe it's just a little bump in the road for them. But it was, yeah, and then also like I know I picked Britt Baker to win. That kind of led into the Adam Cole prediction as well. But she was just kind of there, and it kind of does play into the fact of she's been in a cold streak recently. Like after she. You know, drop the championship. Jamie Hader wins, and she's kind of Jamie Hader's kind of taking the ball and become that like face of the AEW women's division right now. And Britt Baker, who was there since the beginning, has just kind of fallen by the wayside, hasn't improved, and hasn't like you know taken the next step like we all thought she would. Maybe she could take the next step somewhere else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll switch it up. Oh. Darby Allen and Sting uh, defeat Swerve Strickland, Christian Cage in the coffin match, 16 minutes on the dot. Um, Sting taking crazy bumps at 64 years of age. Why? Darby Allen uh, slamming, doing the coffin drop onto the uh, coffin. Well, and Swerve moved out the way. That looked gnarly. Uh, Swerve taking a bump on the coffin because Christian Cage slammed the door shut so he wouldn't get uh, thrown in it. Inst- veteran instincts. Uh, chaotic and fun. Agree. Uh, once again, Tony breaking out the uh, the wallet for some licensed music with Sting and Darby coming out to Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Like as a huge Metallica fan, like as you see, Philip, I got a giant Metallica football right there. Uh, I don't know why he he did that. Like Metallica is obviously not a UK band, and uh, Sting and Sting walked out to it in WCW at one point in time. So that's oh, okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense now. But yeah, it was just kind of like strange and kind of out of nowhere. But I'm not complaining. I thought it was a great little touch. And um, if, if if you know, if you remember, then that's I know. I'm sorry, Excalibur. I mean, Excalibur wasn't there to explain it to me. That's why I needed to be on the call. Exactly, TK. I, I, 
I can't. I can't. I can't. I got to stop calling him that. I only call Tonka Kid Kid TK. But Tony, Tony Khan, you need me on there to explain these things. Uh... Yeah, fun match, Sting. I mean, by God, I said that. I said this in the moment. Like we'll talk about it later. Sting, who I don't know what the exact age difference is compared to uh, Daddy Ass, moves much better. Like I know he's not like jumping as much as what Billy Gunn's doing, but. Like, especially because they're so close in matches, the uh, the difference is jarring. Shout out Sting. Shout out Sting. Will Ospreay defeated Chris Jericho fourteen fifty five. A good match, you know. Jericho at the end, you know, telling him to you know bring it on, and he gave him that hidden blade right on the chin, and then the uh, what's the, what's the finisher called? The st- Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I was talking about when it was like weird match. I just thought this match was so weird and it kind of does play into the the lead up of the Jericho turn, then not turn and Osprey being a hired gun heel, but also in his home country and just the dynamic of the whole match. I just thought it was weird. Don Callis stayed away, didn't get involved at all. It was Jericho that was doing the heelish stuff. Sammy Guevara gets involved, hitting Osprey with the bat and then Jericho pushes you know Guevara off to the side after the match so like I I just kind of feel like it's all a mess and they might just erase it and kind of you know give us the men in black flash and make us pretend like that never happened and Jericho ends up being a face or he is a heel again because he hasn't won in a while which Excalibur whoever brought up that he's lost like three or something singles matches in a row it's it's one of those things where you know you're a heel in the states but a face in your home it's like Brett 97 Heel in America facing Canada. It's just I weird. get it, but like Osprey could have been the triumphant UK, you know, English king, but Jericho, I felt like they didn't have to go that heavy handed. Like if it was just a straightforward match, Jericho was like a baby face, or Jericho was just being, Jer- you know, just legend Jericho, and then Osprey is just being Osprey. I think that match would have been just fine, but I think kind of the extracurriculars of Jericho leaning into being a heel kind of did make the you know, especially like an AEW viewer from the United States, just like, obviously I'm like a big Osprey fan and I kind of wanted him to win, but it's like, if you're a Jericho fan, you're you're like, what what is going on here? Why is he acting like this? And then like Don Callis was nowhere to be seen. I mean, he was there, but he didn't do anything. It was, was one of those commentary. that was just rushed and thrown together again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was, it was good. I, I thought it was good. Um, But yeah. I think like if this match was, as he said, supposed to be at the Tokyo Dome in New Japan, I think the match, the match of itself was good. Like, I agree with you, but I just think like the extracurriculars and the storytelling lead into it kind of like makes it the weird match that I was saying, just kind of weird and just didn't click for me. I will say that uh, Jericho showing up to Rev Pro the night before masked up and attacking him kind of like what he did to Kenny Omega at the original All In. Uh, when he dressed up as Penta, you know, just little callbacks like that, I think are cool. Um, yeah, badass Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed defeat House of Black ten fifty. House of Black walk out with a lantern, paying homage to Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt. the The lights go out, you see the fireflies. They did they did a do a little tribute to him on the Zero Hour. Renee Paquette read a, a quote of his. Uh, go check out our Bray Wyatt tribute. That uh, please. 
Yeah, shot at FTR. They had three black bands: had Bray, Brody, and Jay. So yes. there was a lot of representation on this show. Yes, yes, yes. There was up at ten fifty. Billy Gunn. How how is let's see how old is Billy Gunn? Let me know. Let's see. Well, let's uh, click let's... on the old Wikipedia. He is fifty nine. Yeah. There Damn. He will be sixty in November. And doing my reference to Sting, how old is the Stinger? How old I can is... find him. Where is he? Oh, there he is. How old is the Stinger? Sting, Sting is 64, so he's five years older than Billy Gunn. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes, the yes. face paint. The face paint makes him look way younger. Oh, of course, of course. And also just the way he moves. That Actually, four, four years older because Billy Gunn's birthday is in November. So Yes. There you go. Uh, but congrats to Billy Gunn. Gold once again around his waist or shoulder. The acclaimed top of the world. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Mercedes Monet was in attendance at All In. And she loves the acclaimed. Uh, head nodding along to their to their theme. Good stuff. Yeah, kind of strange because I was watching the pre-show a little bit. And they did show her there as well. So and I wonder why they just didn't show her during the women's match. Like, I get it. You want to get people's hopes up, but. It's logical that if you have her and you you have permission to show her, like show her to the women's match and get it people's. Just, it, get, it was just worked out with New Japan, brother. That's, that's all. Oh, uh, but yeah, what do you think of the six man? I thought it was good. Um, you know, very straightforward, kind of a palate cleanser. They said uh, this was a no holds barred match again. So, I mean, this wasn't super hardcore, but you know, this match, the coffin match, stadium stampede. And the um, FTW match, all quote unquote hardcore matches, I would say a little much on the show, even though it was like a five hour show in total. But it was just kind of run of the mill. As I said, Billy Gunn kind of lumbering around. He did the spot where he just like kind of he did like the great Kali almost where he was just chopping all three of the uh, House of Black members without even like moving. Pretty much. They just all run into each other. But. You know, acclaimed is over. There's a lot of scissoring, and Billy Gunn gets possibly his last championship ever. So good for them. I mean, I love House of Black, but as I said, I kind of hope they would lose just so maybe they split off and they kind of do their own things. We get AEW television. All right, the main event AEW World Title 29 minutes on the dot. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the devil himself, retains against one half of the Ring of Honor tag champs, his partner. Adam Cole, Bebe, um, a lot of spots. They did the a comedic spot. They uh, thrown the chair back and forth. MJ put a new spin on the Eddie Guerrero by putting the chair over his neck. I thought that was funny. Roderick Strong comes out there. Uh, Cole tells him to get out of there. He gets rolled up. MJF and still AEW World Champion. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I don't. And know. there was no turn. There was no turn. We thought it was going to happen. Tony Khan said, yeah, you can think it, but we're not going to do it. Which I, I kind of commend them for, I guess, because everyone was like, oh, which way they turn? And is it going to be Adam Cole? Is it going to be MJF? We didn't get any kingdom like on the show at all. We did get a lot of Roderick Strong on the show. But yeah, no turn, no nothing. I wasn't like a big fan. Like there was some comedy in the match. And like, I get it. It's what their stick is kind of, but it just... I'm not a fan of that. I I mean, I enjoyed like the first five minutes when they played it super straight. They had like a really clean technical like grappling match. I very much enjoyed that. And then kind of when Adam Cole and MJF kind of just threw caution to the wind, just like we're trying to kill each other. I enjoyed that as well. 
but then kind of the extra gimmicks sprinkled throughout like 29 minutes i would say like half of that so 15 of those minutes i would say had some shtick somewhat involved especially like the ending with you know ref bumps adam cole in a panama sunrise on bryce rumsberg we get the double fake down just i thought there was a lot of gaga in this match that didn't need to be there and i thought it was like the best and the worst of kind of the whole mjf adam cole storyline and now we don't have a turn no logical next step with a pay-per-view coming up next week what is what's what's gonna happen like i guess that's good television because you don't know what's gonna happen but I don't know what's going to get people to pay $50 again for a world title match. If there isn't, if there is even going to be a world title match on that show, I got the plug. I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling, but uh, yeah, it would be nice if that plug showed up to this podcast. Oh no. Oh, oh no. That, that plug is dead and buried. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a new plug, a plug, a, a plug that actually, that would show up if I asked. Um, Yeah. But look, it just it left us wanting more. It left us wanting something that there wasn't that crescendo. There wasn't that cap on an event that's supposed to be the biggest ever. You know, it, it didn't. It, it had nothing like that. It, that was the other thing. Like it's and it, I think that's the the issue with all out next week is they're forced to continue the story, and it just didn't have that crescendo. Like it didn't even need like a crescendo, just like a chapter end. I would say. This didn't feel like a chapter end. It was just like the end of the page. You know what this felt like? It felt like when WWE first started doing the Saudi shows, just a just a a, a big a big show just to do one. Yeah, I also kind of equated it to that that Australian show, the Australian Stadium show. Well, at least was, no, there there were stories told there that at least had some. Endings. Like there was, I mean, there were stories told on this one, and there was some some eventful stuff, but not like the super big stuff that you might expect from a big stadium show. Yeah. I mean, so what happened? I need to watch what happened at that Australia show. Let's see. Buddy Murphy won the cruiserweight championship. There we go. There we go. That, that, that was the big thing. Oh man. Yeah. But, uh, what are you, what are you grading all in? Is this better than the original? I probably would say No. Just because I think the the heights of All In were better. I mean, I know it's canceled, but that Okada uh, Marty Scroll match I thought was just absolutely fantastic. One of the best matches that, that and night. I know I know he's canceled also. But that Joey Ryan resurgence with the uh, with with Adam Page that was something. And then obviously you have Cody winning the NWA title and the Jericho showing up and and the six man that ended like right when they cut off. You know, they packed a lot of stuff in. Uh, yeah, I just. Uh, yeah. I think I'd give AEW all in like a B plus. There was I would say there was nothing bad on the show. I'd probably say the worst match would be that women's match, but like it was fine. It didn't overstay its welcome. So I'd give it like a B plus, but there was nothing that fantastic to kind of take it over to the next level to make it an eight show. I'll just give it a B. Like it just it didn't like I, I might give it a C plus. I don't know. Huh? Like it's I'll give it a low B. I'm, I'll I'll do that. I'm just I didn't. There was nothing that made me go yeah. You know. I would say the only one would be that the tag the tag team match. The well, there's a lot of tag team matches. The AEW tag team match. World well, tag yeah. Tag. I mean that was very that was very good. Uh, I I did enjoy the punk 
Excuse me. Jeez, I'm very I'm a sleepy boy. I got the itis. Uh, I did enjoy the punk uh the punk Joe Joe stuff. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're gonna have to wait to see what they do with all out next week. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us, BC. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're gonna be uh recapping everything. We'll we'll talk the uh Monday Night Raw, maybe some NXT. NWA had a show and Impact had had shows also this weekend. Uh, so we're gonna be talking all that kind of stuff. Thank you guys so much. Be safe and stay dangerous. A yes, sir. Are you ready for the break thing now?